Funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you, dude. Welcome to another edition of J O B. What y'all got going here is genius. No problem. This is the Jack and Knock podcast. Boy, that escalated quickly. Hello and welcome to the Jab and Not podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we use some adult language and we say a few bad words. You have been warned. Okay. I like ram people up. I like getting pumped. <laughs> Hello, it's Dan. It's Job and Not Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of being joined by Ollie Lee. Or if you are on Instagram, you may know him better as With Bare Hands. Hello, all. Hello. You're right. You go, mate. You okay? Yeah, all good, man. All good. New Year's at work today. Did you dodge the rain? I did just about get away from it, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit, it was a little bit biblical here, as I just said before we began. Uh, I'm in a unit where there's two roofs above me, and I still heard the rain, it was that bad. So <laughs> you timed it well, all you timed it well. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to just say a little bit about how I know Ollie. I'll just start most of the podcasts is with a brief introduction. So I came across Ollie through... Um, Dan, which would be, was it Wuffles Design? Uh, yeah, Wuffles Design. Wuffles Design, because obviously yeah. originally there's a bit of a group of us on, say, from my Instagram before you scribe Instagram and all these other things. We used to dick around a bit as well as have a bit of fun, as well as mm-hmm. actually do some serious work. Yeah, on a Friday. Was it on a Friday? No, it wasn't a Friday. Was it a Monday? It was- Monday I know there was Friday. always a call, a call to arms. The story would pop up. You'd be sitting in the van going, right, this week. This week. Do the a theme, from. Yeah. <laughs> the theme will be oh. a most ridiculous movie ever. Let's go. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't quite understand what I'm on about, there was, <laughs> there was a group of us. I would probably say it got to a quite big group at one time before we uh, wound it up a little bit. I can remember actually tagging 16 people and one day we had 25 <laughs> replies. So I don't know quite know how it transpired, but we ended up calling it The Off. So The Off was basically, it just went off. It was The Off. We'd, we'd all use our own social media. We'd pick a theme, say it was movie theme, Back to the Future theme. I think there was a Goonies theme. Goonies is my favourite. I which, won the Goonies one. Yeah, which was a very good one. Off. And then everyone would do a story or a 15-minute clip, or a few clips, in which they would recreate the scene, or, or make something their own. And it got to a point where it was getting borderline ridiculous. I think, I think one day I had 25 different story reply mentions of people recreating things. And it, it, was, and it was good fun. And I can remember that, that's one of the first times I, I saw you, because obviously you used to work quite a bit with Dan at the time, so you and Dan yeah. would sometimes do a double act. Yes. You normally have some kind of hairpiece on because yeah. he's a shiny headed fella, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, or he'd have a cat on his head or something ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and then there was uh, Tim, Turgworks, uh, Nino, <laughs> Nino Sounds, I believe, is his most active profile now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think now. There was, there was quite a few. Obviously, Kilby. 
Um, yeah. Which which probably is on his fourth name now. People won't know. <laughs> that guy's, that guy's had more reincarnations than Jesus Christ, Muhammad, <laughs> Buddha altogether. <laughs> He's like reinvented himself three or four times. He falls out of everybody. <laughs> I still I still his friend. I still talk to him all the time. He's just a, a loose cannon. Kilby <laughs> used to do some good ones. Uh, who else was it? Who else was there? All? I can't remember who was in it. There were some, some good ones. Nino used to do... Oh, and um, also begins with... Nate. Nate used to join in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nate, 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 Nate. What was his, what's his uh, Instagram? I forgot his um, Instagram. Ornate. Simply Ornate. Simply Ornate, yeah. Simply Ornate. Uh, and there were what we would call the majority, I would say 50-50 split. There were some tradesmen. There were some makers, as people like to brand um, makers. And then there's mm-hmm. like I would call almost like the multi guys that would have a day job, they would woodwork, and they would also do like all the random stuff, you know, like two or three jobs. No one was like mm-hmm. a specific person. And I think to be honest, most of the guys that had a bit of free time made the best ones. I'm trying yeah. to think of the guy that did the Will Farrell one, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. He did the Will, Farrell with the, the Will Farrell with the cowbell. Oh, was that Al? Al's, Al's hack shack. <laughs> yeah. He went yeah. full. He set fire to his head. No, he did a yeah. Home Alone one. He set fire to his head, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he literally put a wig on and burnt his head or something. <laughs> and he did the cowbell one, Will Ferrell. He was brilliant. That thing should come back. We should try that again. That was funny shit, man. <laughs> but yeah, I could, the Goonies one you did where you're strapped to the chair. That one, being, yeah, being sloth. I won't lie, I cried. Mm. When you get the tear crying laughter gone, <laughs> stomach ache laughing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but I suppose that kind of makes sense of uh, how we randomly became Instagram friends, shall we say? Yeah. Whereas yeah. uh, Jay Cartwright from In Between Us would say, friends. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then we. We used to, like I say, we used to do some some mad stuff. Really, really was funny. But like, that's how I came to to know you anyway, all and came across yeah. your page. And then from then, you've probably gone uh, onto uh, I wouldn't say bigger and better things because I don't mean that you weren't doing bigger and better things in the first place. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. From from, from when I evolved. first from a first saw what you were doing, you were doing of similar vein, but it seems to have got yourself into a nice pattern of work doing that kind of work that you do. But we'll get to that because we don't just skip too many steps because people normally like to figure out where about you started, where you're from, and how the devil did you begin? Okay. Uh, I'm 37 years old. You're older than me, or one year older than me. I'm like, shit, I thought you were older than me. Everyone <laughs> says that, all I'm medium <laughs> and young. <laughs> uh so yeah i came about woodworking in a very roundabout way really i as a kid i always wanted to be an artist so i did gcse art i did a level art um i went to university and i did a degree in animation wow what this, what, this, what um what university was this uh, there's one in north wales i think university is a strong word for it um because it was all like, school. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Was it well, that art school where um, everybody 
grows yeah, plants and relaxes. Well, no, it was a it was a like a associated college of the University of Wales, but has since been dropped for selling degrees to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, they had to re- what, rebrand. Was, are you sure this wasn't some kind of fraudulent scam? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't talk. I don't talk about it very much. It was a bit chunky. Uh, yeah, so I was like, that's that's what I want to do. I always wanted to draw and that sort of thing. So I did a degree. I was like, I'm going to be an animator. This is this is the life for me. I came out of university. I didn't do anything for like two years. I was like, oh, there's no there's no work out there for animators. This isn't a career. Why did they not tell me this at university? Oh right, so you believed everyone at university was telling oh, yeah. you that you're going to walk into a fifty thousand animation job? Oh, of course they did. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh no, there's none of those. They don't exist. Oh, no, so, what did, okay. so what did you do for two years then, Al? I just um, any old rubbish. I was I worked in factories, like packing frozen chicken. Oh, nice! Or making solar panels. I did anything. Making dustman for solar panels. Oh, yeah, awful. Just like long how, shift. How work. do you how do you make a solar panel? Well, what part were you involved in? That sounds like a that sounds like a, a difficult job. Well, it's like production line. I started off on the soldering end where you solder the panels together and then they go down the line and get like resined into a panel. And then I wasn't good enough at the soldering bit because <laughs> they're very fragile um, and I'm a bit heavy handed. So I kept breaking them. So they put me to the end of the production line, which is the cardboard box making. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So I used to just make cardboard boxes for the stone panels. That was awful. For like twelve hour shifts. That sounds like a. I know what you yeah, mean. I've, I had a job. It was depressing. Well, this this job I had this is this this is what I found was amazing. I think it was what seventeen. So I was doing my apprenticeship for joinery, but it was just never enough money. So I yeah. always tried to get like a decent part time job, and they're all short term part time jobs, like three months, six months, and they're rubbish. So we worked at a company local to me that literally used packed books, CDs. Uh, and that kind of stuff, games, but they all used to go like a WH Smith or yeah. them kind of companies. So the job was you turned up, you got a list, you got a box, and you got a crate that rolled, and you basically put everything on the list in a box. Yeah. And took it to somebody that wrapped it up, but then that was it was that complicated. You know, <laughs> go to A3, put two Harry Potter books in the box. Yes. To B7, put <laughs> six Spice Girl CD in a box. And it was mind-numbing. I remember I'd lasted two shifts. I went to the shift manager and said, sorry, mate, don't take this the wrong way, but I can't do this job anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to come back on Tuesday yeah. for, the, for the four or five hour shift. Whatever. He says, oh, why, why? I said, because I'm, I'm looking around thinking, everyone looks like a moron. They're dead happy about putting stuff in boxes. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. brain dead. He says, oh, no, yeah. I'll tell you what, you look like you're a smart person. I, I've got a better job for you. I'm like, right, right, okay. He says it's more money, but don't tell anybody because they'll all get upset that you've only been here for a couple of shifts and now you've got this this promotion. I'm like, promotion? Like, all right, if it's more money, I wasn't, I'm not bothered. Yeah. Basically, let's get this. The job he gave me was when one of the other people couldn't find something to put in the box, that went to a separate place. So then your job was to press in the computer what was missing, then go get it from somewhere else and put it in a box. <laughs> so I last did one more shift before I said, it's the same fucking job. <laughs> I mean, 
was putting things in a box, but I'm pressing a few things on the computer. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, that's like such and such a... Prim-. I'm like, you forget it, mate. Don't worry. Uh, no, see you later. I can appreciate <laughs> how mind-numbing that factory job was, mate, because I only lasted three three shifts yeah. at this place. And then I went down the road yeah. to work for somewhere else where it was pretty much the same job, but it was faster. So yeah. there was lots of things to do. So it was the same. You're putting stuff in boxes, but it was like fast. And I could cope with that because you, the time flew, if you know what I mean. You went fast. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't so bad. But I know what you mean. They are rubbish jobs, aren't they? they are. It was awful. Yeah. It was like 12-hour like shifts. I hated it. And I used to just build cardboard box-like castles. At the, I was at the end of the warehouse on my own. I'd build these sort of cardboard box castles <laughs> that I could just sort of hide behind and pretend I wasn't there, maybe have a snooze or something, and just wait for my shift to end. I was like, this is so bad. So the, crea- the creative part of you was trying to fight through. Trying to bust out, yeah. And then, you, you were basically yeah. doing them like, uh, seeing them guys that you go on YouTube, you'll find like a big Walmart in America, and then hide yes. behind the bog rolls and... Start bringing TVs in and slowly build, building forts. <laughs> yeah, building bring food in before they get busted <laughs> later on in the day. So you were basically yeah. just doing that at work, making forts. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awful. I, I thoroughly dis, did not enjoy it. And then uh, I got a lift home one day with one of the other members of staff, and we had a car crash, and we drove through a bus stop. He was just he was driving so fast. Uh, it was me and someone else in the back, and he just went around the corner at, I don't know, what, 80 miles an hour. And showing just off a bit. Showing off. Uh, this is yeah. like 6 o'clock in the morning. We've been up for a 12-hour shift. Like, we just want to go to bed. And he came around the corner so fast, skidded out, we smashed through an entire bus stop. Dude. Car was wrecked. We were basically like, what's happened? Horrible. Got out of the car, and I, we were about six miles away from home, and I was just probably wrongly just in shock just went I've got to go home and I just walked Shit, the whole way man. home just like oh well the adrenaline I mean the last pure podcast adrenaline. well the last podcast I did Anthony he did something similar he had a car crash and he managed to get out and get the car back on the road and long story short he ended up smashing his back breaking his back and all these other kind yeah. of things he's an inch shorter now and went through rehab because of the drugs and everything he was taking you'll have to listen to it it's brilliant yeah but he said purely in shock and adrenaline, got back up, got back in the car and carried on driving. You know, yeah. madness. Because your body just takes over and the adrenaline like, in nope. your body. So you like in shock, slight panic. I was panic. in pure shock. I was like, I, have to, I can't be here. I just don't want to be here. I want to be as far <laughs> away as possible. So yeah, I just went home and Ness, my mother um, half, she was uh, asleep and I just woke her up and I've just been in a car crash, been in a car crash. She's like, what? What's going on? I was like, oh my God, it was terrible. And then I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this for my whole life. Um, I'm wasting my life doing crap jobs. Um, I've got to buck up my ideas. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Granted, you walked from the accident and you, you luckily took yeah. wood, you weren't hurt because obviously there's another scenario where you could have been dead. Could have you know? been, yeah. could have been and I suppose sometimes we all have them little phases in our lives where we go... Fucking hell, that was bad, dude. I was, I could be crippled mm. now, or I could be yeah. dead, which is the worst scenario. We're not wished on anybody. That's a bit extreme, but um, you do have that moment where you go, "I'm not making boxes for the rest of my days. No. This is not healthy. This is not my life." So you got home all from your near-death experience. 
Near death experience. You walked six miles. I bet you were knackered. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little nap. I had a little nap, and then I was like, "Right, this is it. I'm going to make the most of my talents." That's <laughs> I'm well, yeah. So I, um, I just sent out CVs, and it was like in the, in the old days of when you wanted to be an artist and work for like a studio or something. You had to just send portfolios which obviously you had to spend quite a lot of money having everything reproduced into nice books and then post them all off. You never got any of them back. So they just go in a big, so you'd be pumping out money all the time on the hope that someone gives you a job. Oh, I see. So how old would you been then? Oh, about 21, 20. uh, 21. So about 21. Mm-hmm. So the idea is when you're an artist, obviously, um, if I was to do it, I think you might have seen some of my sketches. I sketched Kill Me the other week, in basically just like a penis with a beard. So that's just not to, I'm not an artist. Yeah, it was a, a damn good likeness. <laughs> what I mean is, obviously, I'm not an artist, so I wouldn't know. But what you're saying is, to get an artist or an artistic style of job, your yeah. CV isn't like a traditional CV where you go, I worked at such and such a place for this length of time yeah. here are my qualifications and i'm a great team player it's more because yeah. <laughs> everyone's a great well with the team yeah on his own initiative great team player but also can work alone <laughs> classic <laughs> lines yeah so yeah you have to send off your, your work basically and you're judged by your work and you just you're sending stuff out every day to everybody and it's you're just like come on come on and you never hear back from anyone at all it gets quite sort of defeating after a while it's like, oh my god why doesn't anyone like my stuff yeah, it's terrible and then eventually, I suppose you're sat there thinking that's a brilliant piece I've worked yeah. with people and I know what good is and you're sending it out and you're not even getting a thank you for sending it out you get, yeah you get nothing and you're like oh my god so then <laughs> you're getting that deflated feeling of like I'm not good enough yeah, it's miserable. What but, do I do now? Yeah. Do I go back to the solar panel factory? No, <laughs> don't, you don't. You don't go back. You, you don't go back to the solar panel uh, factory, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, I had a phone call from an old school friend who was working in HR at Ardman Animations, Wallace and Gromit. Yes, and I was just going to say, um, if, if you don't know Ardman Animations, or you will definitely know the things they make. And obviously, Wallace and Gromit, the biggest... Um, I think it's the biggest and best stop animation thing anyone's done in the country out of thought by far yeah, yeah. maybe even far as saying the world the original one yeah so, so you've yeah, got was, so how did side of that come about then you sent out well, your, she was oh no no was, sorry uh, she was HR for our HR thing. just an old school friend and I put on Facebook back when it wasn't like a political nightmare <laughs> you could actually post things and people didn't moan at you oh god um, not, not these <laughs> days all so I put on there oh I'm, I'm looking for work I'm bored or whatever and then she rang me up and said oh we've got um, a job as a runner for two weeks are you free and I was living in North Wales at the time um, but I'm from Bristol anyway and I was like yeah okay I'll, I'll come I'll go move back with my mum and dad for two weeks and so I'll, um, Ardman are, oh, we're in Bristol at the time or are still in Bristol I take it still in always have been yeah got you so, so yeah so you were, you were living in North Wales because of the university side of things and you started yeah. to stay there with, for work and then the job came up in Bristol and that's where you're from originally that's what you're saying yeah oh, so okay. I just came back stayed with my mum and dad 
it was like two weeks being a runner. So it's basically a dog's body. Get you go and pick up bits and bobs for people, and like on set, they go, "Oh, I need these materials to build something, or I need these pens. Go and get them." So you have a little van and you drive around town, pick up everything. So I did that for two weeks, and then they were like, "Oh, actually, do you want to do it for another couple of weeks?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, cool." So carried on, did it for about six months, and then I kept sort of being. Um, asked to do posters and bits and bobs around the studio for, you know, like if we had a market on or a fair or whatever, they go, oh, can you make a poster? And I go, I'm going to make a bloody poster. So I draw a really nice picture. I'm going to make the best poster. The best poster. So I'd always be like, okay, here you go. Here I am. I don't just pick up stuff. I can draw. So I'd keep doing that, keep doing that. And then eventually someone's like, oh, you you can do drawing. That's all right. Do you want to? a job on this advert I was like yes yes whatever it is I'll do it I'm there and I just got given a little simple job as like a a background artist uh, design uh, what was it a, a background designer basically designing the backgrounds for a very simple advert I can't even remember what it was actually you don't remember your first advert or that no, sounds like something you should remember it <laughs> an advert it that's like some people would like set that as their live goal you can't even no, remember I, I thought I might have a bit of a memorability no I don't actually remember what it was <laughs> so you went from being a runner you went from Usain, yeah. you went from Usain Bolt with pens yes designing posters to actually yeah. getting a job where you were designing the backgrounds for some adverts. drawing the backgrounds so, so Ardman Animations would also get like commercial independent jobs for people to that's do basically how they fund their films yes through uh adverts oh cool so, uh, did, they, did, they, did they do the lure pack one or was that morph they did the lure pack yeah they did yeah. the chewits monster do you remember the big chewits like a dinosaur oh i love that bit uh Ritos, the round trees oh. fruit gun you know the, the ones, there's, there's a moose loose about this hoose oh was it oh what's that no yeah. maynard's they... wangums yeah, they they did every advert you can you can think of from like the eighties and nineties that had some kind of like puppetry oh, animation stuff. They I did loved Weetos. That was my yeah. cereal. So I actually invented not the old man Weeto, but the second in in a annotation. I can't say the word. When they got rid of the old man, like, like the professor, professor. Weeto, yeah, they got rid of him, rebranding, and so it's basically a Weeto with arms and legs. Yeah. And I designed him. What? I made him up. I've ate your yeah. windows. Yeah, I, but I did have a top in here in my office. I did actually have a model of him. I will show you if I can find it. But a little window dude with arms that and legs. That is a bit cool, though, isn't it? You got, yeah. that, is, that is really cool. So you've gone from running to designing to actually having something that did get animated and did go yeah. in efforts. It did, yeah. And so I did that. Uh, for my two weeks of running, I ended up there for eight years. Eight years. So as, what um, projects that you would have been involved in that we would have... Uh, I did lots of ad, lots and lots of adverts. So um, well, there's too many to remember. But Change for Life. Do you remember Change for Life? Recently? Oh, yes. Like the the, yes, where you were basically telling kids to be... Savvy and smart with their sugar, weren't they, in their food? So all of those uh, original 40 adverts, I designed all of those. No way. Yeah, I made all the sets. I built all the, everything that you see on that, I did all of that, um, which is quite fun. 
Uh, I did a. Because it was basically how many cubes of sugar are in. Exactly. Yeah. That was the big so push, wasn't it? Getting kids stop eating rubbish. Stop eating sugar. I mean, you just have to food make them smart. Yeah. There's all sorts of quite fun things that I don't have there in the kitchen, actually. I've got the little puppets from that on my um, dresser in the kitchen. Well, what you'll have to do, obviously, before the podcast goes, like, you'll have to send me what images you've got from, from this early stuff. Because obviously, people are going to resonate with that because. We've yeah. all seen them adverts. And to be honest, sometimes adverts are better than the telly that you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're watching yeah. something, you're like, that's okay. But then the adverts come on, ah, that advert was wicked. <laughs> <coughs> so I did like Nike adverts. Um, what? What Nike advert? Uh, one with Iniesta in it. There's like a, um, do I, I don't know anything about football. I'm not football at all. And this guy turned up at the studio, some little, was he Portuguese? I don't know. He's Spanish. small. He's Spanish. Spanish. He turned oh, up. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to interrupt and support all the football fans here, mate. Iniesta's like an absolute living legend. He's won the well, World I didn't Cup. Know who he was. He's won <laughs> La Liga. He's, he's so good at football. And <laughs> some little Portuguese guy <laughs> turned up. <laughs> he's a Spanish legend. I love that. Well, That's because you don't like no football. I had no idea who he was. So, yeah, I was like, can, he was on set. Um, and I was like, can you just get out of the way a minute? You're kind of in, <laughs> you're in, the, in my way of my shot. I need to do this sort of. Well, we basically made some like marionette puppets of him and little tiny um, football boots, little Nike football boots. And we had this massive set that was like an ornate theatre with like big luscious curtains. So we had to make like a miniature version of a theatre. Yeah. So that's the beginning of my woodworking journey. <laughs> oh, I see. So this was the first dab So I was kind of making a set. I was making sets, but everything was tiddly. Yeah, tiny version. Tiny versions, but for, the camera's still right these, in on top of them. So yeah, these they, have to be, yeah, they have to be good. Even though they're small, the camera's close. So you can't go, oh, it doesn't really matter. I just That's the general look of something. You still have to make it like... Yeah. Right. Well, I know a few guys that work on film sets, and some of the work that goes into a film set is normally a bit better than what mm. you may be doing in a house because, obviously, like you say, because the cameras are so good for a start. Yeah. And the quality of the video is higher than what you may see on a normal TV program because that's how yeah. the things work. You can't yeah. really have a shoddy version of a small theatre that's supposed to look like a giant theatre so the, work, yeah. the woodwork's got to be spot on hasn't it yeah and you yeah. never really look back I mean I, I do these days obviously but when you're a kid you don't you don't look at anything and go oh that door's crap but now <laughs> you know yeah. when it's a shoddy set and you know if he's been built properly because you're watching yeah. going hmm he's put the handles on the wrong side of that door <laughs> <laughs> that, that door ain't lasting five minutes you know he's opened it it's wobbling around everywhere yeah. so you so your first little bit of woodwork like, I'm going to have to because I'll I think because people say what they've done and I don't really think they appreciate what they've done your first <laughs> bit of woodwork was on an advert of a Spanish international legend in the Esther yes <laughs> no way that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> Yeah. So the advert was for uh, night football boots then, or was it's it just a pair of night? boots? Yeah, his, I imagine his signature boots. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I can't remember the advert. I mean, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not sure if it came out in this country. I have oh, a funny that's feeling. that's why I didn't see it. I don't know. 
it's on YouTube. I did actually look at it earlier. I did find it. If you type in Nike football puppet into YouTube or whatever, it'll come up and you'll see. It's it's. I mean, it's pretty techy to do, like a fully animated uh, marionette, so all strings. Yeah. And then this, he was playing against two other players. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That is pretty just, cool. I'll have to find yeah. that. I'll have to put it in the links on the podcast so that people can um, go and watch it. And I'll have to go and watch it. Because I'm normally pretty savvy with the football adverts because obviously growing up, I was big into football. I used to play a lot of football. Yeah. So sometimes I used to like watch the football adverts on repeat, especially the Nike oh, yeah. ones. There's some brilliant Nike adverts. Yeah. Like one of the first ones where they used the Brazilian football team and they're all playing football in the airport. And it's got that oh, yeah, very yeah, traditional... And they're all just kicking the football. And, and at the end, yeah. someone hits the post because he hit the post in the World Cup. And they're all laughing. I don't remember that, that one, yeah. And then there's a few more, a little bit earlier with Edgar Davids, and they were trying to steal the ball back because the ball was rounder. Honestly, yeah. I, I lived them adverts. And the ones of Eric Cantona on the boat, where they're yes. little, one, little one-on-one, two-on-two games in the boat in the cage so I remember all of them so it mustn't, that one mustn't have been a UK uh, it mustn't been a UK one I definitely yeah. would have seen it but I suppose with it being the puppet style and the theatre style it maybe was for European markets because mm. it doesn't really transpire to the English back then does it now we're a bit more mm. of a multicultural society and we like <laughs> take these things on board but back in the 80s and 90s people were a bit more uh, and this wasn't in the oh, 80s and 90s. Not that old. Dead old, all it, it was in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> in the that, 80s, that, that's, that's cool, though, mate. That is, that is cool. So, so yeah. Um, so, so that brings you up to, well, what are you thinking? You've been there, what, eight, nine years? Eight, nine years. Uh, I had two kids at the time. Uh, so you've gone through two children at that time. Oh, gone through two children. You're tired of me. Yeah, and then <laughs> we were like, because it's, I was doing it, I was, there's no full-time staff at, at Ardman. Everyone is like on, you do a job and then you go until another job comes in that your skill set is sort of suited for. Okay. So does the pay work out that you can have a bit of time away or is Not it really. you're already no. looking for your next work if that's already? Oh, yeah. You so when, so when you know you're coming to the end of the project, are you thinking, rat could do with my second skill set? Job. Exactly. Is that what you're yes. saying? So what you were doing is yes. you're using your artistic degree and you've yeah. grown it into this um well quite a fancy set of skills if you're making sets and animation. Mm. But it's still falling to lulls where you would need to be doing something else. Yeah. So definitely. I take it is this where you started to pick up a bit more woodwork style no. jobs? You still no. carried on. I still carried on. I was like, this is the dream. I'm gonna pers- I'm gonna pursue it. But it does sound, like a, does sound like a good job though, well, doesn't it? I mean, about no, people. I mean, the people were brilliant. It was just a great place to work. And every, obviously every job was different. So you never got bored. Which yeah, was nice. Because I'm good. Um yeah, I I don't I get bored pretty easily. <laughs> and I <laughs> to repeat stuff over and over again uh, drive me nuts. So it just kind of after this sort of seven, eight nine years uh, the jobs were kind of Arden were going through a funny phase where they weren't getting as much work they'd been dropped by um, 
Sony. I think they just had Pirates had just come out. Remember the Pirates movie? Oh, yeah, I watched that recently. Well, the, well obviously, with the lockdown, I watched that recently with the kids. Yeah. The kids didn't particularly like it, but I loved it. Massive bomb. Bomb. Didn't make yeah. any money whatsoever. And it's they, very well done. Yeah. But I don't know. I watched it, and I watched it all the way through. And But the kids turned off earlier. Yeah. And that's normally a telltale a sign point. that for some reason they haven't engaged with it. And I did no, feel that with the Pirates one. I don't know what it is. No. Maybe it was a bit too grown up or I don't know. Too grown up, too, too British. It didn't appeal to the American market at all. No. So, which is where you make your money in movies. Mm. You can't rely on selling it just to England because you need, because it costs a hundred million dollars to make. Wow. You need, or more. And it took three years. You're like, wow. you've got to get that money back, which they didn't. So they got oh. dropped. And it was all like, oh, we're all on a downturn. We're on a downturn. So work wasn't coming in. And I was like, I've got two kids, a house, bills. This is mm. it's getting hard. Real life. Like, I just so I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to leave. I can't, I can't, um, I can't wait for a phone call every month for you to ring up and say, can you come in and do this job? Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh, I have to, I've, I've gone and done something else. And then you, so you're on a list of, of employees and if you, they ring you up and you say no, you go sort of down the list mm. and then eventually you'll fall off the bottom of the list because you're like, oh, I've had to go and do this because I've got to pay for my council tax. So what might you have been doing in between then, Al? I was doing like freelance illustration and or anything really, anything I could make a few quid on. So anything just, else that we might have seen? It sounds like you were involved in some, um, some things that we've seen. That's really interesting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, did I you work know. on any of the Wallace and Gromit things? I worked on a Wallace and Gromit TV show, which probably nobody watched. <laughs> <laughs> did you I'm even know sure. there was a Wallace and Gromit TV show? No. no. Sorry, all. They, I just, I just <laughs> knew. I just knew <laughs> the movies. <laughs> No, and the first one was brilliant because it was the yeah. kids and I always remember the moon cheese thing, fantastic. Then the wrong trousers was good. Yeah. And then what was the, the other one? There was, was the three. Uh, was the were rabbit. Were rabbit and then it was a matter of loaf and death. No, see, I haven't seen that one. I watched the were rabbit all right. and I liked it's that one, but I didn't yeah. watch the last one. Yeah. Because they do flip but, around at Christmas, don't they? They seem to come they back. They do, they do. Um, but I suppose I people way. just got I don't know I mean everyone has a bit of a phase and it'll probably come back yeah. around but maybe yeah. the animation or that style of animation and they've been around for 10-15 years I think everyone probably had enough so they just BBC had commissioned to make a like a uh, a clip show basically like a Tomorrow's World clip show with Wallace and Gromit and it just didn't work because it was awful. They used these terrible clips from the 80s, like 80s technology, and nobody ah. cares. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't interesting. So we made all these amazing sets. They were beautiful and all the gadgets and all that. And like four people watched it, and then it got canned. So was, was it terrible. on the BBC? It was, yeah. See, that's still, yeah. it's still something to be proud of, though, Al. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, nobody saw it. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. <laughs> You'll find them quite to the point. <laughs> but what I mean is, BBC commission TV show. That's amazing. Yeah. It might be one of them things that comes back around because that happens. It may be. It may be. I think it'd be all right if they just changed the clips because the t- clips were terrible. That was the problem. 
Mm, we did I think, I think the BBC have come a cropper to that, though, haven't they? They've stayed very true and original. And yeah. I think it bit them on the arse. And the last five years, I think they've really turned a corner. I say turned a corner, yeah. like I know what I'm on about all. I'm just saying from what I can see. Because everyone was watching Channel 4. Everyone was yeah. watching ITV. If you weren't watching Match of the Day, there wasn't really anything on the BBC I was interested in. No. Then all of a sudden, they have come back. Some of the good programmes. Um, I was watching that funny, satirical. Um, the people just do nothing, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that brought me back to some of the things on the BBC because that is a fun. People just do nothing, where they're like um, London wannabe hip hop. Um, gangster radio people on it. <laughs> and it's the rubbishest best program I'd watched in years. I found it <laughs> hilarious. And then Killing Eve and stuff like that. You know, yeah. some some of the programs in the last few years have been have been really good. I think everyone kind of boycotted the BBC because they thought everyone was a massive nonce as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's not go down the Jimmy Savile route. Just letting him get away with me in a few years. Christ Almighty, we'll have everyone turning off all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's 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 like really interesting though. Like most people won't have created anything like that. And I spoke to a yeah. couple of guys recently who were involved in the Star Wars sets. Uh, yeah. Chris, Chris Biggs and the Bespoke Build um, both work on the Star Wars sets and that's an amazing thing to me you Now I just think that's a really interesting thing to be involved in granted you might not be around the film stores or whatever but you can say through history regardless of whatever happens I yeah. did that I was involved in that I made that and that lives forever now yeah definitely absolutely forever absolutely something to be proud of not trying to bull you up, Paul. Just, <laughs> just, just, just be, I haven't watched it, so I'm going to watch the Swallowson Gravity TV program. If it's crap, I'm going to message you. <laughs> World of Invention, that's what it's called. Oh, uh, brilliant. Yeah. So, so, you, uh, so you were doing a bit of freelance stuff. Freelance stuff. Coming to an end. You'd, yeah. you'd artistically um, done as much as you could financially like because yeah. the money's not there, is it? the money's not there and then you've got every year the new graduates are coming in and pinching your jobs I suppose so, they're doing it for less and I'm not saying yeah. they're more creative than you but they might be looking at it from a different perspective than oh, you definitely yeah definitely they definitely rock up with oh, I'll do that just for, enough, for cheap cheap because uh, I want an in and that's I mean I yeah. did it so that's the way it is so I did that and then I, I, I sacked it all off and I was like oh my god what am I going to do with myself that's my life that's my life. Uh, and you've lived, I had a you've lived the dream for yeah, nine years old. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and I had a friend in the village who was a roofer, and he needed some men, he needed some men to do some roofing. And I was like, uh, oh, I can you, make you know stuff. what he needed all? He needed a runner. <laughs> <laughs> Again. I was like, oh, I can do that. I, I, I know my way around a saw. I've built sets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, come on come and work for me for whatever it was 10 quid a day or something pathetic <laughs> like a guy just a one-man band or was it like a company yeah well it was four of us at, at, the, at the peak yeah. of our um working but we would just work around somerset roofing basically building proper roofs all hand-sawn no Tradi- so, so you're on traditional, 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 traditional roofs. roofs so you've gone from building 
film sets for TV. Yeah. And now you're working with somebody that you know. Yeah. In Somerset. Yeah. Do traditional roofing. It's yeah. A little bit different, all that, isn't it? It was a bit different. Baptism of fire as well, because traditional cut roofs, not as easy as you look. No. No. You learn, you learn, you learn a lot fast <laughs> on the roof, to be fair. You do, because you get shouted at quite a lot. <laughs> and, and roofers normally. I'm like, I'm from a place. A um, new city to me, Stoke on Trent, but I live in, in Newcastle under Lyme, which is a borough close mm. to Stoke. So we're all Stokies by, by, by proxy, but we are from the borough. We call ourselves, you know, lads from the borough. Yeah. Where I'm from is the roofing capital of the world, all. Everybody's a roofer. <laughs> I'm not joking. Everyone. I live in. A, I used to live in a village where everybody was a roofer, <laughs> and they still are. Roofing. It's like one now. It's like a heritage. It's like people are roofers. Their dads were roofers. Their grandfathers yeah. were roofers. And before them, they were down the pit. You know, that's the transition. Everyone's a roofer. They all look raw. They all sun tan. You know, they don't wear sun cream they just brown yeah. the whole year round they don't wear shirts and you know you come home looking at tar and the black that they've been down a mine <laughs> and roofers are roofers don't mess about you no, can't mess about no you know they're up all weathers you're in you're out you're freezing cold you're red yeah. hot you see four seasons in one day in this country definitely I mean, it was and was, if you're on the cut roofing side, man, these blokes on jobs, it's, it's, they've got to be done right and fast. I mean, I think I was speaking to yeah. Dan McClark about it as well. I think he did some roofing with a guy. And the, the blokes rough, like you mess up. You don't polite. Oh, well done, I'll um, we'll get it next time. You get a rocking. No, like, yeah, you dickhead. Yeah, it, was. <laughs> it was, it was. And he was even my friend and he would properly give us shit if we did it wrong <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh god this is hard but so I did that um, for like two years really I didn't thoroughly enjoy it I probably got stuck in just uh, this will do it's paying the bills um, you know and I just plodded along doing that for a bit um, but I, obviously I wasn't pumped pumped for putting gutters on yeah, you weren't waking up in the morning going, I'm going to enjoy today. I can't wait, because it's raining, and raining days mean it's gutter days, because that's always fun. So you yeah. stand, there, uh, stand on a ladder with rain pouring into your crotch while putting a gutter <laughs> on, and, that, and it just used to drive me nuts. Like, why are we doing it? Not much in worse the than rain. a wet Because like, oh, then you know it's going to work properly. And you're like, yeah, great, but Very I'm true. soaked. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. You can see the water running down. At yeah, yeah the time. That's, that's working. <laughs> you know, yeah, my trousers are drenched. I feel like I've wet myself. So I did that for a bit. But on the side, I was sort of getting a bit more um, handy at home yes. and stuff. So I had two kids, and a third one came along. And we we're living in a three bed house. And I was like, okay, I need to put the two in one room. They're all boys. So I was like, I'm going to build you a bunk bed. But their bedroom was a weird sort of funny shaped ceiling. It was all angles everywhere. Every, they're not, not a square bit in the room. It was all over the shop. We're like, if we buy a bunk bed, it's just not going to work. I'm going to have to make a bunk bed. So I'm like, right, I'm going to task myself with making myself a really cool bunk bed. So I did. I made that. I showed a few people. They're like, that's really cool. You should make those for people. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right, maybe. 
so we're plodding along, plodding along. We're like, we moved house. And I was like, I'm going to make another bunk bed because we're in another <laughs> house. And I enjoyed making that bunk bed. I'd make but now like, you've made a few bunk beds. Made a few, and I was like, I'm going to make another. I'm going to make better. a better so, bunk bed. Better, bigger. It's going to be all singing, all dancing. So I made an even bigger, better one. And I was like, I'm going to put that on Instagram. I'm going to start on Instagram and see if anybody likes it. So I did. I think I had 23 likes. And I was like, shit, I am famous. <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, thing is, though, if you put your first post on Instagram, you've got 23 likes. That was probably was like, good. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really like, this is it. So you started so just, your Instagram as... Ollie Lee, or hands. as with bare hands, uh, with, yeah, with bare hands. So where did the name speak. with bare hands come from? Because when I first read it, I thought, does he not wear gloves? I'm not really sure what that means. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then you go, oh yeah, with bare hands, Dan, <laughs> he makes things. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I won't lie, that's a generally what I look. Well, Mister, what's yeah, that's, that's a weird name. He makes stuff. Like, oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that was stupid of me. <laughs> Just I was just with uh, friends really, and we were. I was saying because I was still roofing at the time. I was like, I talking to them, saying, I I want to quit. I want to do my own thing because I'm I'm creative and I want to make stuff. I'm an artist. I'm, I'm an artist. I want to be. I want to be making things. Um, the creative I mean, side of you can only be subdued for so long. Ex- all I think. exactly. I'd, I'd had the break, and I was like, getting back and going back and creating stuff. And they were like, okay, well, you need a name. And I was thinking, what well, I want to call it. Ollie Lee designs or makes something. I, I was like, that's. I want it to be Ollie catchy. Lee. You know, you know what? You know when I f- when I read your name, Ollie. You know what it sounds like. It sounds, sounds like, like one name. No, no, it sounds like sound, it does sound like a guy in a band's name. Well, that's my other life. Just, isn't it? Know, we'll get to that. But what I mean is, like, <laughs> it does sound. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, here's Ollie Lee could quite easily be someone in the charts because they don't have. <laughs> Big names, do they? You know, there's very... You don't have, like, here's James Corden, Humber Batch, Jacob the Third. It's got to be quick. Off people's attention span. It's Adele. You know, it's Ollie Murray. You know, it's them things. These short, aren't they? Not many big names. Ollie Lee. Alex, Ollie, I don't know Ollie Lee's like one of them things. Football, footballer names or, or a band guy's name. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, with, with bare hands. But to be fair, it's a good name. So yeah, it's just quite work. catchy. I quite like you, you know when you go into like a builder's merchant and they go, oh, trade or a personal or whatever they say, trade or cash. Trade. And you go, oh, it's trade. You go, it's with bare hands, and they look at you, go, what? Yeah, with bare hands. Yeah. Uh-huh. Limited. Bare, like bare, <laughs> and they go, oh, like bare. Oh. They yeah. like it. They get excited. So I was like, well, I'm doing it for you guys. So yeah, just do that, and I just catchy. made stuff for um. A few friends, a couple of people like, can you make this? Can you make that? And I said, yeah, I can make that. And then I had a friend who wanted um, a recording studio in his house. And he had an old barn. Just as you do, well, you know, I'll have a recording studio. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's, he's in a band. He's in a Not a bunk bed. Not a bunk bed. Not a bunk bed. I want a recording studio. I've got a barn that needs a new roof. I was like, I can do those. I'm, I'm, I'm the man. I can do that. New roof, new stone wall, um, and then do the whole inside. And I was like, okay. And he he was he's one of my good mates, and he was just like, I trust you to do a good job. Uh, I want. So this guy work. was a musician then. He's a musician, yeah. So this um, guy was a musician, uh, and was a musician yeah. that would know. Is he famous? 
Uh, he's in the band Reef. Do you remember Place Your Hands? Reef. Place Your Hands. Uh, what was that, on, what yeah. was that on all the time? Why do why TFI Friday? TFI Friday. Yes, it's your TFI letters. Friday. It's your letters. It's your letters. Yeah. I just love TFI Friday. Bring your toothbrush. Yeah. And then someone yeah. would always win a holiday, wouldn't he? They would. What's his name? Yeah. Ginger, Ginger, Ginger. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. That's when, that when Chris Evans was quite funny and cool and not obnoxious, not bad. Yeah, yeah, he's up his own arse into a different ball game. He's a very rich man. He can do what he wants. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> so, so your so your friend who you did yeah. this job for is in the band Reef. That's cool. So, was yeah. it the guy that says, "Put your hands up"? Or was he just? No, he's else? the bass player. He's the bass player, Jack. He's probably the coolest one, then. He's the cool one. He's rock and roll Jesus. Rock and roll Jesus. <laughs> he looks a bit like Gandalf. If you Google him, um, Jack Besson, he looks like Gandalf. Jack Besson, too. Ah, I'll have to look into that. No, yeah. I mean, um, I've obviously heard that song, and I'm pretty sure I've seen them on something on TV, but I would definitely wouldn't uh, recognise the guy. I, I'm, I'm no. Obviously, like most people, but 99% of people know that song, possibly... Yes wouldn't know anything else unless you've no but that's what has managed to keep them not having to have a real job for 25 years so that's amazing none of them have just a job getting one song one and song that good and being yeah. used that much that you haven't got to work I say work it's still a job it's a different kind yeah. of job it's not fair but what I mean is they aren't on a roof with no. a wet crotch are they all <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how did that job transpire was it like oh you've got to price the job because that yeah well he it was, or was it, was it kind of, of a he said i'll pay you per day and we'll figure it's it out bit, yeah he said i'll pay you per day uh he just trusted me to do a good job and make it nice and he was like i like your style these bits and bobs i've done around our house he's like i like what you do um I believe in you. <laughs> I want you to <laughs> to go and do it. And so he was like my early supporter and I like, yeah. gave me a bit of confidence. I was like, okay. I say he gave you that, I say he gave you that push, he gave you that boost. Because to be honest with you, sometimes you need them jobs on. Even as yeah. a tradesman, it isn't of someone that's grew up pretty much doing the job. Yeah. You still need them initial bits of work or them initial jobs where someone goes, you know what? I trust you. Yeah. And then you learn, you make mistakes still, but them jobs can make you and break you. You know, them jobs yeah. can be, yes, I can do it or I want to continue to do it. Or like the jobs that you've had in the past, you go, mm, maybe not yeah. yet or maybe yeah. not this scale. Because I like converting a barn and putting a new roof on and fitting a, well, a studio for um, a musician, not like something you can just magically no yeah there's a lot of learning on the job going on there yeah so you need that trust to someone to say well I'm not going to rip you off I'm not going to have you off but at some point yeah. I'm still not going to know what we need to do we'll have to figure it out yeah so how did you how did you know that guy then from home from school from well, uh, our kids basically went to like preschool together and you'd see him sort of taking the kids did you know who he was then did you know you know not, well I kind of recognised him because I'm from here and he's from here. And as when we were like at school, it was always like, oh, Reef are the local band. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, the local band, Glastonbury band. And it's always like exciting that a band from your village is famous. Yeah. So when we moved back here and then you'd see him, you'd be like, oh my God, that's a guy. 
oh shit, that's the guy from the band. Yeah. You won't see him. And so we were like, oh, hey, hey, what's up? Are you all right? How are you going? How are you going? And I play guitar. And he went, oh, yeah, oh, so do I. I was like, I know you do. Just <laughs> <laughs> imagine, he'd probably go, what enough? <laughs> probably, for the that's first time. I, that's what I'd have been like, oh, I know who you are, you're really famous. I, yeah. I play the guitar. He's like, yeah, so do I. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> No, it literally, it, couldn't, it was that bad. And we, the first time we invited them around to our house for like a birthday party the for uh, my oldest fourth birthday. And we just had music on in the background. And as he walked through the door, and as he came through the door, place your hands, came on the stereo. No way. And we're like, oh my God, someone turn that off now. Just yeah, turn it off. That's almost like... I've arrived. Like, oh, okay, hi. You couldn't write that. Shit. We look like right dickheads. <laughs> yeah, I don't say what all that looks like is. You know he's coming. You're waiting uh-huh. for him to come up the driveway and you've gone, why? Why did that song come on? We've got like 10,000 songs and it's the one song. <laughs> and uh, everybody's sick to death of it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go everywhere and that's all they get asked for. <laughs> Yeah, so just spawned a, a good friendship and just That's went on cool. from there, building stuff for him and getting getting better at what I was doing and making more stuff. So almost, that was your baptism of fire all. Definitely. That was your, obviously you've been on the roof and you've been doing other bits of woodwork, but that was from start to finish, you probably mm. learned more lessons and did more work there than you probably did in the previous 10, 11 years of woodwork. Yeah. Definitely. Or anything, anyway. I, I mean, I don't know how far that project went and how far you got involved, but I mean, building a studio, there's more to it because obviously like, the soundproofing aspect, you've got yeah. um, the electrical, the wiring, the speakers, the setups, the staircases of converting a barn. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different aspects of not just doing yeah. The building work. I mean, building or block work, stone wall. I mean, that's a that's a that's a fair job to just I'll take on. You know, so yeah, you must have done well there. (laughs) Have you got any pictures of that? Uh, Yeah, you have to go really far back on my Instagram, like really far back. We'll find them. We'll find them. He's on there. He's on there. We'll find them. That's cool. So we'll just dip quickly away from the work side of stuff, all because we've just touched on this musical side of things and I've noticed and I've seen you on your Instagram with said bass guitar yeah yourself so you look a bit musical you look a bit rock star (laughs) is that something Abraham Lincoln and a caveman That's very good. Very, I'd never, I would have never put them two together. Know what you're saying? You've had a good time to think about that. <laughs> Is that something that you've been involved in since a kid? Then have you always been musical? Uh, yeah, always. Yeah. So, I, like at school, it was either art or music. That was it. I just wanted to do the two. And I, so early on, I was like, art. Uh, there's more chance of getting a job in art. Surely. Sure. <laughs> you could have been a reader of career. That right like, up. <laughs> yeah. So I just kept playing. I played guitar forever. I've been in millions of bands and all sorts. So I just, that's what I do when I'm not doing woodwork. I'm gigging. And yeah. then. Are you in a band currently then? I'm in about three bands at the moment. Oh, you're like a band yeah. slag? What's going on there? Band slag, yeah, got albums out. Aren't you supposed to be in one band? and that what you're supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, but one's, one's boring. You want to be in as many as possible. Did you just say you got an album out? 
got an album out. What, 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 yeah. what, what band's this with an album? That is a band called Hoodoo Blue. Hoodoo Blue? Like, um, What's this yeah, music? What's the genre? Uh, I think it's a bit like trip hop. It's a bit like Porter's Head. Right, yes. That I know what you mean. Um, Enjoying so, yeah, it. That, Yes, all right. I, I like playing live. I mean, I didn't write the songs in that band. That's I'm just a member. You're just the bass guy. I'm just the bass guy. The cool. But yeah, guy. so that's fun. And then when I'm not doing, how's that? Stuff, how's that going though? How's that going? What album sales? No, 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 no. The, no not uh, very well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Um, I don't think anyone's music's doing well at the minute at all. No, I don't. Like, t- I, I can remember listening to. Radio station the other day. I don't listen to much radio anymore because it annoys the death out of me at the minute because the news yeah. kicks in every 10 minutes and it's nothing but bad. Some band had just done an album and launched a world tour and obviously now they can't go on the world tour and the album yeah. basically fell on its arse because no one's buying music at the minute. So no. I, I don't think even if you had a, a, a brilliant chart song, if it wasn't appealing to 15-year-olds, I don't think you're getting anywhere at the minute. No, it's like we've got stuff on streaming sites uh, and you get, I think... Per stream, it's like 0.001p or something pathetic. Jesus Christ. It's so, it's so pointless. It costs 25 quid to put the song on there, and then you have to have it played, you know, two million times to actually make your money. Two million times to make any money. Any money. And, and that's not going to happen. I dare say that's <laughs> not even enough money to go, well, that was worthwhile recording an album. Yeah. So you do it for love. It's lo- it's, uh, you I do don't, it for love. I don't think music, unless you are uh, guaranteed them radio plays, you are in like a, a magic band that's already existed. It's tough now, I think. I, yeah. I reckon it's probably more tough now to make any money out of music. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Especially, with, like you say, with the iTunes and stuff. Unless Yeah, streaming has killed music, basically. Unless you're turning serious numbers. I mean, like, you see some of these songs, don't you? And they actually only do well from uh, YouTube revenue and yeah. radio playing. Because I think they get a little bit more money for radio plays, don't they? But yeah. not like as much money as people think. No, definitely you, not. Like you say, you need a reef. Put you, your need, hand you need a song from the 90s, that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, you need a song that's, yeah, well, yeah, when they still made money. <laughs> you know? yeah. and that's why they gig. Well, this is why, they, this is why they're gigging 24-7, aren't they? they make, the only money they make is touring. That's how you make the money, yeah. Got to sell tickets, got to get bums on seats, and at the minute, unfortunately, yeah. no one's watching anybody in any close proximity, mm-hmm. are they? That's yeah. pierced your bubble a bit then, all, aren't it? With the old music. Well, it has, it has a bit. Can't well, really do any, can you? I can't do any gigs. And when I'm not gigging myself, I work for Reef as the bass tech. I am on tour with them. Oh, cool. So I'm just setting up guitars. That's not really a job. It's just a laugh. <laughs> do you get paid for it, though? I get paid for it. Oh, that's I get good paid then. very well for it. And that's good, then, all. That's good. You literally have to tune a guitar, hand a guitar over a couple of times in a set, and then put stuff back in a box at the end. Yeah, if you get wrong, I'll, you won't be there long, will you? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got me what you're doing. You've got me good at your job. Yeah. But yes. that's like a kick in teeth, though, isn't it? Because obviously you're in a band. Yeah. You work for a band. Yeah. So two of them things that probably take up a bit of your time. One's probably yeah. partly your hobby and your enjoyment. Mm. One's going to be a decent chunk of income by the sounds of it. It's like 50% of my income. And both it's, of them now has gone this don't year. look like they're going to come back anytime no do they? no we've we've postponed all the gigs until next year at the at the earliest anyway so 
uh, yeah, it's and I, you know, luckily I that's my side project. Mm. But all all people who who only are musicians, it's just awful for them because they can't make any money. You can't gig. Well, that's it. Well, I did a job for a guy who's a freelance drummer. Yeah, uh, and he basically travels the world. He's a very good drummer. Now he's not famous by mm. by name. People won't know him. He turns up. No plays drums for bands or plays drums yeah. for in an orchestra or plays drums on a song for maybe nothing commercial, nothing like that, but goes on the radio. It might be on an advert. It might be on yeah. something in the theatre. And he travels the world. His family are all musical. Like his, his mm. dad and his mum play... Oh, fuck. My phone rang. Edit it out. <laughs> don't, don't do not disturb, so I don't know why it's rang. It's never done that before. That's quite annoying. Sorry, all. I'm going to go back. I'm going to jump back in. Seamless for you. Ready? He's from a very musical family. <laughs> His mum and dad are musical. You play the violin, the guitar, the cello, the piano, you know, every yeah, yeah. musical instrument they've got in this house. They've only got one TV and it's never on. They're always doing something musical, singing, and his dad's done, worked in famous things and... Oh my god. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> there was some annoying ringtone known to man. <laughs> I'm ever so sorry, I'll have to do that again. Let's go again. Take three, all. His mum and his dad are very musical. <laughs> <laughs> and they play instruments and things and they play this and anyway. None of them are working all. No. <laughs> because no. uh, the horses fell out of the market. No one's allowed yeah. to be within two meters of each other. Uh, I don't know how they're going to kick it all back in. Part no. of me, right, we'll go down that rabbit hole t- slightly, because everyone's got a slightly different view on it. Mm. Obviously, hindsight is the greatest tool. But I really think stopping everything was a nightmare. Yeah. I think kicking it back in now closed everything granted that may have needed to be done so I'm not saying yeah. they got it wrong mm. only hindsight can say maybe we shouldn't have and there's probably millions of people's lives or thousands of people's lives that have been saved by not spreading the virus so we did it all for the right things but I think completely shutting everything down so fast has made it so much more difficult for everything to back open yeah I don't think they had a, a plan how to get back out you know that's I, the I problem think, I think when they saw Spain into the shit themselves which Everyone did, because yeah. at the time we thought, right, you get it, you dead. You get it, you really yeah. ill. No one quite knew why people were dying. No. Quite knew people why people were so poorly. And in yeah. them countries, just looks far worse than here. Thank God and not at the same time, if you know what I mean. I'm not even religious, yeah. I'll say thank God. But it, it, it was it was a difficult one. But that means, you know, all these places and football stadiums and gigs and how do they can? Because you, you can't go well. We'll have, we'll have half the amount of people because really you're still giving it to half the amount of people. Yeah, you go yeah. to a gig and you can't go stand two meters apart. It'd just be awful. What'd be the point? Just what people people wouldn't go, would they? No, you just what, gig, what gig have you ever been where you've stood two meters from anybody? <laughs> You're trying to get as close to the front as possible, aren't you? Yeah, yeah you go to a yeah, festival. Beautiful. Christ, you know the people's pissing shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a complete nightmare. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to have to wait until. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't it's, again, I, I don't know the answer. I just, I just lost my head with it this week, and I thought shutting everything down has probably made it more difficult to get everything going. Yeah. How, how did they even how, like 
because they keep saying like, well, we'll have we'll have less people in these things. I granted, like if, if if a band or a football stadium could be open, yeah, and then only half the people can go, so they can socially distance. They won't. No, like they're on about opening Primarks before they're opening schools. What? <laughs> what fuck? Why are you opening Primark for? I need my cheap pants. The worst place for social distance. Everyone touches everyone else's crap and leaves it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. No one ever like goes, oh, excuse me. You just barge past you in a primark. Yeah. It's like a code. You go in and it's that martial law fight. Yeah. I hate primark. Royale. I hate primark. <laughs> so I don't get it. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't get, I don't get what we're going to do. I think everyone's in the same thing. I think we're all happy to be doing some work when we can. Yeah. I just can't, I can't envisage how would they going to get out of this, right? No. no. Not, I, I can't see how, at what point, is when somebody says it's okay, that means it's okay. When it could yeah. be okay now, when it could have been okay then, or it could never be okay. <laughs> We're all waiting for somebody to say, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Like, so this week we're okay to go in someone's house in this bubble, because that's the stage we're up to, aren't as we? As long as you're single. As long as, as you're single. by yourself. So like my mum's by herself. She can come to our yeah. house and we can go to her house in a bubble. Yeah. So as long as I don't go anywhere else and go in anybody else's house. I work yeah. in people's houses. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, what's going on there? You know, and then like next week it might be, oh, you can hug and kiss people. Like, what? What the fuck? How does that? If you're hugging and kissing people, get the school open. You know what I mean? Get the football stadium open. Make no difference. Because no. people aren't doing it anyway now. They've had enough. And then riots. Oh, let's not go down that path off. <laughs> oh, man. that's There's too many slippery slopes to get slipped up in and make it sound like you're construing a version of events, shall we say. Yeah. And I'm not going to be that guy because I don't think, no matter what anybody says, is right. You're struggling, right. aren't you? You just can't answer that question. So we won't talk. <laughs> Because we'll either be sexist, racist, not racist, left wing, right wing, or a new thing that I don't even know. Because <laughs> everyone's like pulling, pulling a statue down if it was 100 years ago, and I get it. And then they were like writing things on another statue where the guy wasn't a racist. I don't get it. <laughs> I think it's just a case of kick off, we're all together. Let's forget that 10 week where we all stayed at home. Yeah. We, we did our part and it almost felt like the country came together in solidarity to fight yeah. a virus that we couldn't see. Now <laughs> people are joining in for thousands <laughs> in the middle of the city, not giving a toss. <laughs> so all them doctors and all them nurses must be pig sick. You know what yeah. I mean? That's all. That, 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 that's as much as we're going to talk about. All okay. <laughs> we'll get off the subject now. Moving on. Will we get told we're a? Uh, I don't know what we'd be. We'll make our own faction up. Then the faction of don't say anything and don't get in any trouble faction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the band thing must be cool. All yeah, must be must be nice thing to do, especially with the with the reef guys. So we we will. Bring us bang up to you. You're finishing this barn, I suppose. This studio. Where do you yeah. go from there? Where, where do you find that you've got this woodworking, building, 
handy type of passion and you want to pursue that? Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of, I got an aesthetic that I quite like. I mean, it's not for everybody. It's the, uh, the palettes. I don't only use palettes. Uh, I don't. I have a problem with people who use palettes as well, even though I do use them myself. We all. I'm making something out of palettes this weekend. <laughs> yeah, kind of, they've got their. They've got their place. I'm not like I hate the people that um, get a palette and then they give it a light sand and then they stain it sort of dark and put some hairpin legs on the bottom and say, "I've made a coffee table." No, you haven't made a coffee table. You've you've yeah, done nothing. You've made a palette. It's crap. Yeah, it's crap. But I'm sure some people look at the stuff I do and go, it's a palette. <laughs> well, for people that don't know, Al, you mainly work in reclaimed woods, timbers, mm. or anything reclaimed, really. You try yeah. to recycle um, or upcycle or whatever people want to call it in your work. So yeah. most people, uh, like myself, we work with new, um, new things. People have new kitchens, new bedrooms, new yeah. what's it. So a lot of our products sometimes look reclaimed, so we say. But what you're doing is working solely or mainly or 90% with reclaimed timbers and stuff, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And but I... Yeah. Go, go, go. On, what, no, 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 you I, I, what I was going to say is, and what if people are following you will see is in the last project that you've just done, you might be building one of the world's best tree houses. <laughs> Would you call it a tree house? It's a tree house, yeah. It's in the trees. It's that is amazing. Yeah. It's all Thanks. reclaimed. It's all live edge. It's all funny shapes and sizes. There's a mad pod. Yeah, like the a, tree tent. <laughs> yeah, like a tree, te- tree tent. Oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? There's a mad tree tent. And everything just looks really cool. I mean, I don't know how best to explain it. People will have to see it. We'll definitely put some of the pictures up. But it's completely using live edges and reclaimed woods. And yeah, even the cabinets you've made from reclaimed woods and the coat pegs are, look like really antlers, but they're branches and yeah there's a ton of stuff that have gone into it to make it look like you're still on a tree with a tree yes. basically yeah so how how the bloody hell did you get from fitting a studio to building i don't know a man tree house what would you call it <laughs> it's like something from the ewoks on crack <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know it's like a, de- a development because I like rustic I, that word also gets on my tits because people use it for like shoddy <laughs> it's rustic yeah, yeah. it's rustic because yeah, like I couldn't joint it together properly yeah well, so, or, like, or bespoke because I, I made it from home <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm in a tricky like situation where I'm sort of sometimes banded with the people who I dislike and their techniques and what they do but like if I make a, a wardrobe, I'll still make it out of birch ply. It'll be a solid, proper wardrobe that isn't going anywhere. But then I'll use the reclaimed wood on the doors and on the edge, like trim, just yeah. for an aesthetic to make it look cool and nice. But it's still a functioning, proper unit. So you have all the niceness of inside. It's nice and smooth. You're not going to go, oh, there's my 
my pants are caught on splinters whatever <laughs> there's no nails it's like everything that. it's still I, I want it to still be you know functional and nice and proper but then with the the look that is with bare hands which is kind of rusty. yeah it's, it's like your calling card <laughs> yeah so you've got this reclaimed theme isn't is, is best way to put it out of thought so yeah. you look up and down your Instagram feed, for example, because that's where we'll, we'll see most of your stuff. That's where people will get to see what you've done. But I've seen that you've done wardrobes. You've also done a couple of like, I'm going to call them sheds, but they're not sheds. They're a bit like a cabin, but they're not mm. cabin. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to describe because you make them look like a cabin, but they are a shed. Yeah. And then you've got a couple that are like usable cabins, if you know yeah. what I mean. So that, that one you previously done, before this treehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was more yeah. like a cab, well, like a shingled roof and the side yes. wall. And it looks a bit like how you've come from with the Ardman, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You can yeah, see yeah. it's got that creative, almost um, cartoony yeah. vibe, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. If you know what I mean. And that's what I like. I, well, you don't I'm see... Not- you don't see I'm Luke's like so. I have a quick look. I saw your stuff, so I had a quick look. You can find yeah. other people that have done similar things. Yeah, but it almost looks a bit like your calling card. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I looked at it and I thought it's always. I could just tell, and it, you yeah. know, what I, mean? I hadn't seen the name, and I thought, oh, obviously, because of folly, it's probably yours anyway, because it'll come up on my feed. <laughs> but what I mean, <laughs> it, you've gone for that niche, haven't you? That's your yeah. Your yeah. go-to. I mean, if you want something different that's not off the peg, then come to me because I don't want to make a square, just simple. Thing. I want to make something that's different. And everyone, every single thing I do, I I don't like doing repeat stuff. I want to make something different each time. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be like, oh, I, this is what I do. I I do this. You can have this uh, building A, building B, or building C. That is all I do. Yeah. So when a customer every comes single to you, one, I want to be like, what do you want? And I will make it as. Yeah. So when a customer comes to you, they're going to say, I, I've probably seen or I, I want yeah. this. Yeah. But you, you almost want a slight bit of a creative license too. Yeah. Because yes, I, they might want, they've probably come to you because they've seen the rustic. Yeah. But we're going to put in brackets. <laughs> yeah. and the reclaimed uh, Luca things and I'm pretty sure people, some people will be using that because they want the um, ooh, what do you call it eco-friendly carbon footprint tree hugging yeah. slightly side of things yeah but in a non-derogative way I mean just that's just how some people want to build yeah they want yeah, yeah. in the garden a fully reclaimed you know from the earth no reu- no, no, no crap no throw yeah. away society they want to reuse something they want it in the garden because that's something they're into so yeah. then when a customer comes to you do you then create them the idea and the design and the drawing or are you mainly led by what they've seen well they kind of often i get I, like a pinterest board sent to me going oh, i gosh. like these sort of things pinterest you know, boards i know i hate, I hate them but God almighty. I go, okay, thanks. And look at that. And I go, well, I've seen this uh, writer's desk and this uh, wardrobe like on Pinterest. It says it's only £500. You, know, you can't get the materials for £500. Yeah. 
No, please, I get that every day, every single not. day. Oh, I've seen it on Etsy. I've seen this dining room table. It's 110 quid on Etsy. Or buy it, because I can't make it for 110 yeah. quid. No chance. So every day, every day they're that. But yeah, so I get, basically they send me pictures of stuff they like, or they send me a picture of my work and say, I like that. And I go, that's good. Um, and I just say, what do you want it? What do you want to do in it? What, what's your kind of, what's it for? It's a functionality. Yeah, functionality. It's got obviously got to have the functionality. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> Not it can't just look good. Um, and then we just go from there. Yeah. Really, I do some sketches. They say I like that. I don't like that. And then I tend to evolve stuff as well. How do you price all? How do you go about and pricing a reclaimed cabin that you've done? Because surely that's a funny market to buy stuff in. And where can you get it yeah. from? You're never it's guaranteed to tip up down the yard and go, no. I'll well, have I would... 25 sleepers because there might be only three that week or there might be exactly. 75 the week after because that's how the reclaimed <laughs> game are. It, just, it works by what they've just gone and rat, you know, ripped out from somewhere most of the time because it's far yeah. down. Well, I tend to, like, the structures, I, I use treated timbers, really. Yeah. So I will use stuff because I don't, I don't want that to fail. So I'll build that correctly like a proper framed up treated timber building and then i'll use like tyvek to wrap it and then clad it internally and externally with the reclaimed stuff so the structure yeah. itself is sound and and proper but then the aesthetic part is the reclaimed bit yes Just okay, so, so you're almost dressing it in dressing, a way yeah so you're still, you're still, yeah, you're still building it. I wouldn't say you wouldn't be building it properly anyway, because I've seen you work. I'm not saying that. What I mean is, though, you're not, yeah, the customers aren't under the impression that you're going to get everything. No, no, I tell them that I'm making, I'm making this so it's not going to rot away within three weeks. Yes. Because it's made out of shit. It's you still proper. need the sound structure. You still need yeah. it to adhere to a certain amount of rules and regulations, shall we say, because yeah. otherwise it's going to fail. But it's going to fail, and I don't want you that. You kind of then get the artistic license out on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Because I bet a lot of the time the you're making it up a bit on the way you go. Definitely. Oh, I, uh, I don't use SketchUp and things. I know a lot of people do, but it, it doesn't work for me because, I don't know, I like to be able to I build a, a space and I like to go into that space and then feel what works, you know what I mean? Because you can look at it on a computer and sort of revolve around it and go, yeah, that looks great, that's great. Yeah. But until it's actually physically there, I don't feel that you can really I saw know. It. So, you, it's so, like you, light so basically, you're in yeah. a room, and you want, oh, the up. light comes from here and it looks nicer if that isn't there. So everything is always evolving the whole, the whole time. And the customers I've touched with have all been, they've all been down with it. They've all been like, yeah, this is great. You've and got to have customers because you, you got there's no there's no A to B there's no B to no. C there's no C to D the, the way you're going about building these one-off structures we could call them mm. is ex- exactly that there's no pattern yeah. there's no and set no not got to I suppose the customers have got some input you, you know you yeah so you go away like company. in the evening and you come back in the morning and they go oh I have an idea. Yes. And you go, okay, what is it? And they go, oh, what about if we do that there? And you go, well, okay, that sounds cool. Let's, let's do it. Why not? Yeah. And we, so everything is always evolving, which I really enjoy. 
rather than it just being, this is what I'm doing. Um, oh, hang on, someone's ringing me. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> We're both having this problem today. Uh, yeah. I put mine so on, I do just, not disturb like airplane mode. Doing... It's still ringing me. Yeah. <laughs> I just want it to be exciting for me and for them. Selfishly. Yeah. I quite... <laughs> well, yeah. that last, I'm honest, that last one, Obviously, there's bits in between, and, and people can go up and down, and I'll put some pictures up of stuff that you've got. But that um, the last set of pictures you've done, you've done that bit of a bench outside. Oh yeah, yeah, with all the, the, the bark. Yeah, all the barks coming around the edge, and you've got the, yeah. the seating area part. Uh, uh, I suppose you've got to source them on its oak as well, and I know you've yeah. sourced them bits. But and there's the cutting part. That's not quite like a normal. It's not like ripping down a sheet of eight before, cutting, <laughs> cutting like a tree. <laughs> so what is it, a lot of it, a bit of a chainsaw job as well as a surface planer job as well as a handsaw job, or are you just, just literally cutting it in half? Cutting it in half, yeah, just any tool I can cut through it with. I'll, I'll, I'll use it. Get it cut. But like a yeah. man, like a like a man in the woods, I'm making it work one way. Making it work, yeah. I, because, like you say, it's quite you can't necessarily source with reclaimed stuff. And those bits of oak, there was only so many. So mm. it's like I have this many bits. This is I can't get any more of this. Yeah, this is what it is. I have to make this seat fit what I've got. So, so are you like going around places, and then all of a sudden, like, whoa, stop! I'm putting that in the car. I'm having that occasionally. But no, I've got quite a walking few. Walking in the woods and next thing you're coming back over a tree. Well, on come your on, arm. kids, grab this, grab that. Yeah, that's it. Get this. That tree's going to do good on a job. Get in the car. We'll come back <laughs> yeah. for you kids later. City. That's taking the tree home. Don't <laughs> talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah. There's a good beach down the road from us that is full of driftwood, like huge pieces of hardwood, quite some exotic hardwood as well. They're all wash up the seven from somewhere oh, nice. so I always well, I have take seen off for a before, walk and fill the van up with these huge huge pieces of wood yeah. well I've seen before Dan I know obviously you aren't doing a great deal with Dan anymore yeah. but when you used to do work with Dan um, and he was more prevalent on Instagram I mean yeah. he was, I think he's had a battle with it <laughs> He hates people, really. <laughs> Wind Dan up, he makes me laugh. I, I still speak to Dan WhatsApp. He cracks me up. His sense of humour is funny. He's got a really good, dry sense of humour. Yeah. But getting back to what I mean is that every now and then, it'd be like a picture of a cat. And then yeah. the next picture is, I've just found this massive log on yeah. the beach. Oh, there's so many. Isn't and the next thing, it's in the back of his car he's taking it home six months later yeah. he's starting to cut it up he's starting to dry so i know exactly yeah. what you mean so you like so you basically get free timber down uh, free timber all because you knock around the beach and it just ships up yeah saving a few quid there i suppose that is fully reclaimed because that's been in the that sea. is fully reclaimed reclaimed from the sea <laughs> yeah some some of that if it could tell a tale he's probably seen pirates Oh, probably yeah. seen sharks, seen whales, and now yeah. is on the side of someone's shed or in someone's <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> back, back once you began from a tree to the sea to the box seat. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I can remember uh, also while you used to do a bit, when you used to do a bit of Dan, uh, Wolf Force yeah. Design, um, you used to do some good projects together. Yes. And um, that's one of the reasons, obviously, how, how I met you and stuff. Uh, and I can remember we had a good laugh of that Stargate thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stargate. <laughs> that was good. That was a good... Uh... He built that for... Was it for his family member or someone? He knew? No, it's just a friend of his. A friend window. of his, that was it, yeah. It was, a big, it was a big window. And I can mm. remember, he used to chuck things through the Stargate. And it'd disappear. And then I'd catch him. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd catch him on the other side of the world on, on my social yeah, media. Clever video editing. <laughs> well, I'd yeah, throw a bit of cardboard. The next thing would come <laughs> swinging through to smack you or Dan in the head. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. That was cool. Well, the, um, the, I'd say the initial part of uh, when I, I saw you, you were doing a lot of work with Dan. We used to have yeah. right good crack mate. It was it was right good and funny. And um I've seen how you've obviously I didn't know you know what you were doing then, but I've seen how you evolved from then, mm. shall we say, because you used to do that work with Dan. But I mean now you've almost found your feet in this rustic reclaimed yeah. building and looks like it's gone from a small something to quite a big something. Because that yeah. treehouse is not small. No, that's quite a big. It's Where a is section. it? Uh, it's just above Glastonbury Festival Field, actually. No way. Yeah, it's built it so you can watch for free. Well, the per- the lady who owns it, she runs. She has one of those high end um, campsites at the festival. People, who, you know, the Hugos and the Jamelias who go and the glamping. Um, yeah, but like proper posh, posh tanks with like running water. Yeah, so they don't go into the festival. <laughs> they like to watch from afar, watch the ruffians. So it's basically oh, up there. So it's, it's, it's up on the edge? On the right on the edge, uh, at the Arcadia end, if you've been to Glastonbury Festival, where the robots are and things. Okay. Right yeah. above them. Well, yeah, you're far away from the stages there. Yeah, you can see the pyramid stage, but... It's um I think you can see the pyramid. I think you can see the pyramid stage from where I live it. <laughs> <laughs> when that when that thing kicks off, I think everyone can see the pyramid stage. Glasto's good though. It's be, yeah. it must be cool. Because how far away from you that is that, that was that uh, it's about fifteen miles, Glastonbury. Oh, it's not too far then. No, just across the levels. That's not bad. That's not bad at all though. Yeah. Well, it's been very interesting to see how you've come from Art school, yeah, scammy university. <laughs> <laughs> Working for one of the biggest animation studios in the country, in the world, Oscar yeah, winning, Oscar winning, Nike advert. You didn't even held an Oscar, held an Oscar, held an Oscar, and a BAFTA. I've had them all. That's special. Yeah, that's where white gloves. Not many people hang up on. I mean, you were working for the BBC, mate. I'll say no more. <laughs> 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 uh, now that's it. Going from working with uh, some of the most famous footballers in the world that you didn't know and tell them get out of yeah. the way. It's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. To, you know, reclaiming wood on the beach and now building what I would call man houses. Yeah. Man tree houses. Mm-hmm. That's a fair. It's a fair journey. Or it's a fair story. Yeah, it's, it's been epic. That's cool. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just loving Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm working for Reef and being 
the guy that tunes the bass for the guy that's the bass guy, the Jesus guy. Yeah. And now you're sat here, a pinnacle of your career, talking to a guy from the Newcastle Underline on the Job and Not podcast. I know. Doesn't all get I'm, any better. I don't know where this. I can possibly go You've from here. Peaked, you have peaked at 37 all. I might as well just top myself now. No, mate. No. <laughs> I'm an optimistic person. All the only good things will come from this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just, I want to touch on one thing all before I go because I can remember okay. just recently, and I want you to send me the picture or the video so I can put it on my podcast. You entered some yeah. competition for the, because we speak about rum regularly. Ah, yes. We both like a drop. Oh, I love and a we've And dis- we've discussed our uh, love of rum and yeah. many, many of the different rooms that we would like to try if we were shitting yeah. money. <laughs> and I can remember you entered a competition where yes. you made, obviously now it makes perfect sense why that little um, animated room... What's oh, the, the one with the boat? Uh, yes, uh, that's it. Almost yeah. a bit like, the only th- way I can describe it is Punch and Judy-ish. Yes, yes. So if people can imagine a Punch and Judy where you would move the waves with your hands and... And a boat was made of a crab shell, a crab claw. Yeah, and a the boat was made of a crab claw. Yeah. You'll have to send it to me so people know. It yeah. now makes sense why that was so good all. Nah. And then originally when I saw that, I was like, fucking hell, I spent ages on that. <laughs> that. That is a fair side project. That is, that was a tricky ages. I bet it took you a long time anyway. What I mean is, night makes sense to think, ah, really, he's cheated there. He's an expert. <laughs> 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 he's proper had him off. Because <laughs> you won something, didn't you? I won a lot of rum and oh, money. Brilliant. What did, you, what did you win then? I won 10 bottles of rum. Which one? From that company. Uh, Barty, Barty Do. It's like a Welsh uh, rum. They make it with uh, seaweed. Sounds gross, but it's nice. Tastes, tastes nice. Yeah. And, and you, there was a, a cash prize too? It was a cash prize. Oh, nice. Oh, it was, it was a win-win. And then after that, I mean, I've done bits and bobs for them. I just made a bar for them for a competition of their own the other day. Oh, nice. Somebody won. So somebody else in the country has now got this special bar I built them. I've got an idea all now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to commission my idea. What is it? You're making something for me. I'll, oh. we'll, we'll discuss it. It's got nothing to do with the Job Not podcast, unfortunately. Okay. But you could make one for the Job Not podcast if you yeah. have the time. <laughs> Tax deductible. That's uh, super well, I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'm not going uh, to get involved with any of this information. I'm also. <laughs> you can do what you want. I'll pay you in cash. <laughs> <laughs> cash is king you can't use cash anyway anymore Rob. it's yeah, dirty it. it contains the virus you're not allowed to pay with cash you have to use your card so everyone knows where you are at all times yeah <laughs> but uh, I'd like to thank you for your time Al I much appreciate you talking to me uh, and I'm sure we can talk about a few other things more in the future uh, the list is long so I like to say like I've done in all the other podcasts these are introduction podcasts want to talk to people to give us a very background and an insight into what they do now obviously cool. you working with your background building you know structures and cardboard boxes for a living <laughs> <laughs> dropping solar panels obviously we can ask you loads of questions about wrecking stuff if we need to but more importantly with your skill set slightly different what i like is though even though you've transitioned into what i would call a similar job 
to what yeah. some people will do, building. You're building yeah. on an artistic level, really, yes. with, with these reclaimed items. So if I, in the future, come across a subject that's in that vein, obviously you'd be more of an expert to talk about it than somebody else. Plus, obviously, if there's something to review or look at, it gives us a different perspective, doesn't it, mate? Yeah. And I think people like you, people's stories. I, I do, anyway. I think, yeah. I think that's quite a, a runaway bounce around life to get to where you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you're still going to do it. I don't think you've got a straight line ahead of you, have you? Oh, God, no. Who knows what's next? The bands are gonna, <laughs> yeah, the bands are going to come back at some point, so you'll be doing that. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know where you're going to go from this treehouse. People need to see it. It's amazing. When we see these pictures, people are going to be like, that's insane. <laughs> but at the end of every podcast, I would like to do me quick fire 10 questions. Okay. So you can only answer one. We don't do two. Right. Okay. Favorite yes. food. Right. Oh, I have to answer it. You said I can only answer one. No, you have to answer with one answer. Favorite food. Favorite food. Curry. Curry. That's good. Favorite sport. Probably none. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not really sport. Does surfing count as a sport? Yeah, surfing's a sport. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Festool or Milwaukee? Because I know you've got a bit of both. Uh, Festool. Good man. Tea or coffee? Tea. Dominoes or biscuits? Dominoes. Yes. Working inside or working outside? Outside. Outside. Handmade or bought in? Easy question. Handmade all day. Chinese or Indian? Another easy question. Indian. One million pounds or work for life? What? Mm, Hang on. No. What? I have to. I have to either work for life or have one million. Or pounds. I get million quid. Oh shit! So uh, guaranteed work for life. Uh, building treehouses. Yeah, I'll go for one work. million pounds. If as long as it's something I want to do, then I'll go for work. Selecting the love of work, and last but not least, did that bitch Carol Baskin feed Don to the tigers? Hell yeah! <laughs> she did. She fed that dog to the tigers, a crazy bitch. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Well, I yeah, Carol Baskin. You, you could you could pull that off a little ball. Well, I don't. I don't want to have a mullet. Shut up. With your current look, if you just <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'll tell you what. I will cross the wrong person one day. Who's going to say he's going? kick my head in but for now for now I'm pushing my luck but no I do appreciate your time off thank you very much you know it's a Friday uh, we've got families and stuff so I always appreciate people spending their time uh, talking to me on the podcast I think people will like your story and I think people are going to remember some of these adverts and some of these things you're cool. involved in I think that's quite a legacy all and you should be proud thanks man, man. it's been a pleasure nice speaking to you all thank you, you very too. much and I'll see you soon cool Congrats, congrats. That's wonderful, thank you. Thank you, come again. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much, sir. I don't think you'll regret it. Time to go home. I'm out of here. I'm Pickle Rick. Thank you so much for being my friends. Good job, Knock Podcast.